over a ridge to the east. Way to get directions, Brennan. But there hadn't been time to ask questions. First responders to airline crashes or other disasters are usually well-intentioned but woefully ill-prepared to deal with mass fatalities. I'd been on my way from Charlotte to Knoxville, nearing the state line, when I'd been asked to get to the scene as quickly as possible. Doubling back on I-40, I'd cut south toward Waynesville, then west through Bryson City, a North Carolina hamlet approximately 175 miles west of Charlotte, 50 miles east of Tennessee, and 50 miles north of Georgia. I'd followed County Blacktop to the point where state maintenance ended, and proceeded on gravel to a forest service road that snaked up the mountain. Though the instructions I'd been given had been accurate, I suspected there was a better route perhaps a small logging trail that allowed a closer approach to the adjacent valley. I debated returning to the car, decided to press on. Perhaps those already at the site had trekked overland, as I was doing. The Forest Service road had looked like it was going nowhere beyond where I'd left the car. After an exhausting uphill scramble, I grabbed the trunk of a Douglas fir, planted one foot, and heaved myself onto a ridge. Straightening, I stared into the button eyes of Raggedy Ann. The doll was dangling upside down, her dress entangled in the fur's lower branches. An image of my daughter's Raggedy flashed to mind, and I reached out. Stop! I lowered my arm, knowing that every item must be mapped and recorded before removal. Only then could someone claim the sad memento. From my position on the ridge, I had a clear view of what was probably the main crash site. I could see an engine, half buried in dirt and debris, and what looked like pieces of wing flap. A portion of fuselage lay with the bottom peeled back like a diagram in an instructional manual for model planes. Through the windows, I could see seats, some occupied, most empty. Wreckage and body parts covered the landscape like refuse discarded at a dump. From where I stood, the skin-covered body portions looked starkly pale against the backdrop of forest floor, viscera, and airplane parts. Articles dangled from trees or lay snarled in the leaves and branches. Fabric, wiring, sheet metal, insulation, molded plastic. The locals had arrived and were securing the site and checking for survivors. Figures searched among the trees. Others stretched tape around the perimeter of the debris field. They wore yellow jackets with Swain County Sheriff's Department printed on the back. Still others just wandered or stood in clumps, smoking, talking, or staring aimlessly. Way off through the trees, I noticed the flashing of red, blue, and yellow lights marking the location of the access route I'd failed to find. In my mind, I saw the police cruisers, fire engines, rescue trucks, ambulances, and vehicles of citizen volunteers that would clog that road by tomorrow morning. The wind shifted, and the smell of smoke grew stronger. I turned and saw a thin black plume curling upward just beyond the next ridge. My stomach tightened, for I was close enough now to detect another odor mingling with the sharp, acrid scent. Being a forensic anthropologist, it is my job to investigate violent death. 
I have examined hundreds of fire victims for coroners and medical examiners and know the smell of charred flesh. One gorge over, people were burning. I swallowed hard and refocused on the rescue operation. Some who had been inactive were now moving across the site. I watched a sheriff's deputy bend and inspect debris at his feet. He straightened, and an object flashed in his left hand. Another deputy had begun stacking debris. Shit! I started picking my way downward, clinging to underbrush and zigzagging through trees and boulders to control my balance. The gradient was steep, and a stumble could turn into a headlong plunge. Ten yards from the bottom, I stepped on a sheet of metal that slid and sent me into the air like a snowboarder on a major wipeout. I landed hard and began to half-roll, half-slide down the slope, bringing with me an avalanche of pebbles, branches, leaves, and pine cones. To stop my fall, I grabbed for a handhold.